Hello and welcome to the Fan Levitard Show, the fastest growing Dan Levitard Show YouTube channel. That's right, folks. We're back. And once again, as you can tell, it's Nathan flying solo. Brian, Ty, swamped with some extra work. So I'm stepping in because there's just so much happening in the world of sports right now. And I am uniquely situated to comment on some of the important things that are happening. So here's what I'm going to do for you folks. I am not going to do what I did last time where I spoofed an hour of ESPN style, but I am going to give you two segments like that because uh, it's just, it's a lot of work to dig up and finallys and music that goes along with the segment. So I did it for two. And then I'm going to give you just a quick rundown of a bunch of different topics. So why don't we go ahead and jump in. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, like, comment, do all that stuff. But let's get this party started. Feel it in my bones. I walk the streets of silence. And this is your Sports Center update brought to you by the Fan Levitard Show, the fastest growing Dan Levitard Show YouTube channel. Aaron Rodgers said he had an open mind to the idea of being shut down if the Packers are eliminated from the playoffs this Sunday. Spoiler alert, they're going to be eliminated. Yeah. And big surprise, Aaron Rodgers has an open mind. Wow. The USA advanced to the knockout round of the World Cup with a 1-0 win over Iran, where they will play the Netherlands on Saturday. Do it in the knockout round, am I right? And finally, nutmeg is a hallucinogen. Hmm. How about that? That's right, folks. The United States were victorious. Watched the game on my lunch. Um at least a portion of it and some of it after school. Very excited. And I am excited to talk about this game because I am uniquely suited to talk about this moment in U.S. soccer because I too, like Christian Pulisic, have taken a shot to the pills, a major one, folks. And let me tell you, it hurt. Uh, it happened in a basketball drill took a practicing taking charges archaic drill don't think they do that anymore but took one right to the gonads rolling on the ground screaming ice immediately done for the rest of the day right so i know what christian pulisic is going through right now and i am uniquely suited to talk to him and to talk to america about what he might be experiencing what he should be doing to cope with this and what he needs to do to make sure he returns and that, you know, everything else returns the way it should, folks. So, Christian, listen to me, brother. You got to ice that bad boy, okay? That was my biggest mistake when this happened, all right? I was able to come back the next day and play after just getting my nuts totally squished. I still played the next day, although I had I was a little fearful. I put on an old jock, which was a problem because, like I said, 
Well, I didn't say this. There was swelling, folks. Guys, you know the normal size of your testicles. We're talking my gonad that got hit hard was about the size of a medium avocado. And I wore an old jock because I was nervous. Didn't actually wear jock straps, but after that, had to protect myself. And folks, it wasn't that injury to my boys that took me out. I actually came back too soon. And the swelling and the tight jock situation led to some severe chafing where I did not return to school for the next two days. And I did miss the next game after that. So what's good is the other, I mean, uh, Pulisic has some time to rest, right? He's, he doesn't have to come back and play right away. Right. So that's good. But listen, folks, there's probably some swelling out there. You got to ice it. It, the initial pain was awful. Then it wasn't that bad after that. Um, and so you don't think to ice it. You got to ice it to keep that swelling down. All right. Cause otherwise things are not going to come back down to normal folks. So people, you got questions out there. What's Christian Pulisic going through, right? The initial pain is severe. I'll tell you that very severe, right? Um, there's fear of are are things still going to function the way they should down there, right? Don't worry. Does. Although some of you are wondering, does, does prayer help? Well, when this happened to me, word spread at my school and made it to the mother's club and I was put on the prayer letter and they, they prayed for uh, my boys. And unfortunately, like I said, I didn't ice it sufficiently. And so when the swelling came down, the one, the one of my uh, testes that swelled up it is no longer its original size, folks. And I do, thankfully, I have kids, but you know what? It's through IVF. So Christian, again, ice it. Ice it, brother. You got to ice it. I I have full confidence he can come back. I just want to also know, can he come back? And I mean, he's got to made it. If he needs IVF, he can still do it. And, you know, those are the sacrifices we make for our country if needed. But I, I think he's going to come back again. The, my major fear is, can we get the swelling down enough by game time? Um, don't give in to fear and wear a too tight of a jock strap. Cause again, the chafing will be severe. That was my biggest deterrent. It wasn't the injury. It was the poor treatment after it. Take it seriously. Ice it. I elevate it. I don't know. Ice it, elevate it. Um, you know, take it easy, not too much movement, right? Again, I can't, I can't stress icing it because you'd be surprised how big those, your boys can swell up if they take a serious shot and then you need it to ice it because that swelling needs to go down nice. So take it from me who didn't ice it as I should. You got to ice it. All right, Christian. So you guys, I don't know how you're seeing this video, like comment, like, uh, retweet, whatever, get the word to Christian Pulisic, ice it, rest. And then if, you know, just keep it loose down there. Chafing can be an issue if there's swelling and they come, we'll have to play. If we win, we'll have to play sooner Saturday. Right. And chafing could be, could take him out. Cause it took me down back when I was in high school. All right. And, you know, but I was super amped 
that the U.S. won. My team, actually, guys, another way that I am uniquely qualified to talk about this, I'm Dutch. I'm Dutch-American. Both of my parents, Dutch-American. Both sets of my grandparents, Dutch-American. My mom's grandma immigrated from the Netherlands. Guess what? They're, my great-grandparents, Dutch. Great-great-grandparents, everybody's Dutch. And then one uh, grandma, great-great-grandma, I believe, was Jewish. So very Dutch, right? So actually, the Netherlands are the team that I root for. So I was super excited, but then all of a sudden, whoa, I got I got my number one and my number two teams going against each other, and I was conflicted. I was so excited for the U.S. that I was going back and forth with my friends saying, you know, if I had to pick now, I would root for the U.S., right? Because I'm just so excited on this win, but I, you know, I need to think about it. I need to take some time to sleep on it, and I need to consume like the five or six Metal Art podcasts about the World Cup to help inform me. And uh, as I was listening, one of them did remind me, I believe it was after the whistle, uh, Van Gaal has cancer, right? This is final run, maybe potentially win one for the Gipper type standards, right? And that that pushed me back to the Netherlands side. So Saturday, I will be cheering for the Netherlands, but I'll be excited either way um, who wins because I'll get a team that I'm heavily rooting for into the quarterfinals, which is exciting, right? I remember when I first fell in love with soccer, it was the 2010 World Cup, and that was uh, when the Dutch made their run to the finals and lost, oh, I don't get lost to Spain, missed corner kick, Spain counters. Well, the Dutch are complaining and they get the Iniesta scores 1 0, and then 2014, come back, third place, another great one. Got great reven revenge on Spain. Oh, the Van Persie goal, right? Mike mentioned that, I think, on a moral morally abhorrent. Just loved seeing the Dutch play, right? Arn Robin, Van Persie, Memphis Depay. That was when he first broke onto the scene in 2014. Um, you know, all those guys... Love that team. And then, you know, they didn't make 2018 and now they're back here. And I really haven't been all that pleased with their play, but I'm rooting for them against the U.S. But it's really it's one of those where it feels kind of win win. There might be some bitterness, a slight bittersweetness if the Netherlands get knocked out. Um, but I'm going to be excited either way and super excited for this World Cup. And woo, you want to talk about action? The late games with Mexico and Argentina and Poland and Saudi Arabia with those four going at it. I'm not with in that order playing each other, but that was also on my lunch the second half. And I let students come into my classroom. I got a projector. I got a big like 55 inch flat screen in my room. I had both games up. It was like a sports bar um, with like 50 students in there watching the game and screaming and yelling because you could imagine how how many goals were scored, right? Watching four goals scored, and you're like, is Mexico going to do it? Oh, my gosh. But they fell short. But a very exciting World Cup that I have loved. And coming up next, talking about segments on the Dan Levitard Show that I love. Stay tuned. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, I 
Welcome back. This Sports Center update is brought to you by the Fan Levitard Show, the fastest growing Dan Levitard Show YouTube channel. How about that? Up to 92 subscribers, people. And that was a that was actually a while ago. We haven't grown because we haven't put out another episode. Excited about our growth. Subscribe, like, comment, review our podcast, all that jazz. Thank you for your support. Tata Martino has left his role as Mexico coach after El Tri exited the World Cup at the group stage on Wednesday. Mexico beat Saudi Arabia 2-1 in their final group game, but it wasn't enough to make the last 16 as they missed out to Poland on goal difference or goal differential. The Rose Bowl has agreed to terms that will pave the way for the college football playoff to expand in the final two seasons of the current contract, 2024 and 2025. You know Alabama's getting in every year then, right? Even if they miss out this year. And finally, roller coasters were invented to distract Americans from sin. Hmm. Well, folks, have you been loving the Levitar show lately? I thought this has been a particularly good uh, week of shows. Enjoyed um, this show today. Although earlier in the week, I do have to say I was missing Greg Cody. Hope he's out there feeling better. T's and P's to you, Greg po- Greg Cody. Thoughts and prayers. Um, you know, missed him this week. Love the shenanigans that he brings. And of course, love myself a good back in my day, which, you know, hasn't been around as much. And I remember when I first started listening to the Dan Lebetard show, I would just listen to it in my car. I would try to time my drives around it. For some reason, I was resistant to doing podcasts, even though like I kind of knew like I could get it as a podcast like serial was really big around that time and everyone was oh podcast this new podcast thing right and I I was like I don't I don't I'm just gonna listen in my car get a lot of time that like I had a pretty flexible job so I could schedule things and drive to my work at all sorts of different times I didn't have like a nine to five um job um so I still was able to listen to a lot of the show. And then I was like, who's this Greg Cody guy? And what's this back in my day segment? That would be a segment where like, if I would try Tuesdays, I'd really try to get myself a lot of time in the car um, to listen. And I, you know, I'd wait around to hear a back in my day segment because I loved that segment. And that just got me thinking, what if I had to rank my top five, like recurring segments right now on the show, what would they be? And so without further ado, Nathan Minuma's top, Five Dan Lebetard show segments, right? I'm gonna have to put uh back in my day on the OLI here because it's just not happening frequently enough for me to include it in the top five. So, you know, something like the club can't even they don't even do that anymore. That would be a number one if that was still continuing. Um, but you know, shows move shows moved on, and I'm loving some of the new stuff they're doing. So Number five, funniest thing from the sports weekend. I enjoy this segment. Always good for a couple laughs. And sometimes it can devolve into a lot of tomfoolery very nicely. So coming in, number five, 
On to number four. This is a relatively new segment. I enjoy it. Enjoy the energy. Enjoy rooting for what comes from this segment. It is Thursday Thunder. That's right. Love the sound effects, playing the thunder over and over again. And, you know, just hearing the bets. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I could, I'm not proactive enough that I would find a way to gamble um, because sports betting is not legal in California. Um, if it was, I might place some small wagers, right? Because I do daily fantasy, which, you know, that is essentially gambling, right? But there is some strategy in that, which later I'll tell you about my incredible week this last weekend. But love the energy, love the humorous way they kind of share their betting takes. And it's it's it it's a added it adds entertainment to right. I watch the Thursday game and I cheer for the show to hit their bet, right? So it gives me another thing to cheer for and be connected to. Uh number three. The useless sound montage. Yep, classic. Um, it's how Billy Gill became the Duke. No useless sound montage. He's not one of the top NFL analysts out there analyzing the game through submitting himself to the torture that probably is hours and hours of listening to press conferences. Um, I cannot imagine the amount of time that that takes him to craft that. Um, but I just love the ways where, you know, he'll throw in these little comments that build on each other. Um, and there's usually a few good laughs in there of how he puts some sounds back to back coming in at number two, also a new segment, Tony's top five. Mm, yeah. Anybody else a fan of it? I am. That's right. I enjoy the music to it. Um, have a lot of fun with it. I I love the time where Mike was just blaring the music. Uh, and I love Tony's observations, right? It makes me laugh. Uh, and how they're obvious observations or just, you know, the way El Primo. I, Kirk Cousins, I, I like to see what he can do because... Heads up, people. Daily Fantasy. Kirk Cousins is one me a little money. He might be somebody. He's cheap going against the Jets. Could be a good little back and forth game with the old Mike White. Heads up there. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy it. Although, you know, I hate I hate to do this. One of his top five observations this week was Josh Jacobs Bell Cow. And if you've been following Tony with his fantasy advice and his smart football people, start of the year, he told you running backs to fade. You know who he told you to fade? Josh Jacobs. Said he wasn't getting valuable touches. They drafted running backs. He says Josh Jacobs isn't a part of the receiving game. 220-plus yards, 74 yards receiving. I mean, you look at his body, he's he's getting tons of receiving yards, by the way. Um, so that was a miss on his part, but he has brought it with his top five and his, his overall fantasy advice, you know, smart football people know. And number one folks, weekend observations, 
classic. That's my number one segment. Stu Gotts, I mean, just joke after joke running in there, the way they mix up the sounds, the beep, throw away and other things. Love it when they change up the beep and you don't know what you're going to get, right? They mix it up. Uh, love it when they just hammer a joke repeatedly into the ground, you know, and love it when they throw in observations where you can tell, like, that's clearly not um, Stu Gotts who came up with that one. And those are Nathan Minima's top five. All right. So that does it for the segment of the show of some clearly defined segments. Now, folks, we're just going to jump into a couple things. Rapid fire. Knock the rest of this episode out here. Update on your daily fantasy expert, your Fleb daily fantasy expert. Ladies and gentlemen, I cashed big time this weekend. I finally got back to my rhythm of what I like to do and of my strategy for daily fantasy. I hadn't been doing it, but I did it this week and it paid off for me with a second place finish in the Levitard Show League, bringing in $150 with like, I, I had a score of like, I think 176 first place at 179 if I get one more reception in there. So who was I playing? Hey, Josh Jacobs. That's all you need to know really, right? Because right now, you guys, if you're not playing Daily Fantasy, now is actually my favorite time of the year to play Daily Fantasy. Why? Because you have established patterns from teams. You know, you, you have more consistency in what you think you're going to get out of a matchup because you can, well, um, you know, the Texans aren't great against the run. Although, you know, if you were the dolphins really didn't do that much running wise. Right. But that is something you can count on. Right. Like also, for example, the Seahawks and the Raiders play close games. And that was the game I targeted. I was like, Seahawks are always playing these close games. Raiders have been in close games, two teams that play close games that could lead to a good back and forth. So I stacked the deck with Raiders, right? Another reason why it's a great time of year. Um, if this is like a negative, but a, a positive there's injuries around this time of the year. And you, there's a lot of advantages that you can get because of that. A player, you know, DraftKings will create the lineups. They may not anticipate every injury, and suddenly you get a backup player that you know is it going to be a starter at a cheap price. When you can find those and they hit, they make a difference in your lineup. Like, for example, I had um, D. Carter. I don't remember his first name. Sorry. Of the Chargers, put him into my lineup because Josh Palmer was not going to go Chargers heavy pass offense. If you look at Carter's last several games, getting a lot of targets. <laughs> what did I pay for him? 3,900 dirt cheap to get a, he was the number two receiver, right? Except he was actually more like the number one because he got 20 points, scored a touchdown, <laughs> seven receptions, all that jazz, right? Those are the type of advantages you can find. Running backs were dirt cheap this week, right? I played uh, Rashad White and Jeff Wilson Jr. A lot of people played those. You had a lot of ownership on it, 60% and 37% on those two guys, right? So that's something you kind of want to avoid, but here's what I did. Because again, the name of the game, if you want to move up, is you have to differentiate yourself. You have to find leverage points. 
there were so many good cheap backs matchup wise with the potential to go off that when you see that, you know, everybody's going to be going for these cheap backs. So I put, I put them into my lineup because sometimes they're just, it's like Rashad white. You knew he was going to get it a ton of touches and good points. Um, Cleveland's not great against the run. And even though Tampa Bay is not that good, they had a good last game, right? So put him in. He got 19 points, right? Good, good outing for him. Jeff Wilson, 12 sufficient touchdown saved his day. Um, but again, you knew he was going to get a lot of opportunities to get that touchdown because Texans suck. Okay. Maybe if he plays a full game instead of just like a half, you get more points out of him. Right. Um, but I played those two, but here's what I did. I went and I checked what higher running backs had a good matchup. And that's where I found Josh Jacobs. I'm like, the Seahawks just got gashed. Jacobs is on a tear. This guy he's getting, it's not just rushing it's receiving. It's everything. Um, it's gonna, I, so, right. I also, I mean, I have my eyes on that game in particular, because when I pick my games, I think about, you don't just think about individual players. You have to think about game script, right? And you want to try to find the game that you think is going to be the shootout of the weekend. And that was the one where I had the best feeling that I'm like, that one's going to be a shootout. The three games that I targeted this weekend was Raiders, Chargers, not Raiders, Chargers. That's what I'm doing this next weekend is one of them. Raiders, Seahawks, Chargers, Cardinals, and Dolphins, Texans, because potential for blowout. I was banking on a blowout, so I played a lot of different varieties of Tua double stacks trying to get the right one. But since they only really played a half, that didn't go as well as it could have. You can't, you can't keep Tua in for one more pass to get him above the 300. You're going to have him finish with 299. Not cool, Mike McDaniels. Get it together. But anyway... I played, I got lucky. I got the game of the week, right? Had DK Metcalf, um, all that. I was fuming with Josh McDaniels when with 40 seconds left to go, like you're just, you got your timeouts. You don't get Devontae Adams to not go for it and you just run it out. Like that's why you're not a good coach. What do you ever see the Bills play for overtime? No, you go for it. All right, play like you got a big pair, fella. All right, but hey, it worked out for me, right? Because then if he does that, maybe they get a field goal and I don't get that 86-yard run that drew me up from I was in 12th place. That moved me up to second place, got me $150. And once again, it's looking like I'm going to have a uh, another positive year in the black with Daily Fantasy. So, What's my strategy? What do I do? Um, What I did last year and what I've started to do again this year, I did it around the same time. I usually wait till the season gets underway where you can get advantages like injuries or more consistent patterns or right. Also, teams start to change things up. You have teams that are doing poorly. They start to play different players, right? So you, you start to read up on teams, find out who's swapping in younger players, getting them who's uh, offensive snap count is going up, whose targets are going up, right? You can start to look at those patterns and try to pick a Sky Moore maybe, right? I, I had him in a couple lineups. Um, 
<clears throat> as a younger player who might be getting a bigger opportunity, who's still really, really cheap. And you hope that you hit on him because that's going to just open things up in your lineup. Um, so what I do, I play the dime games. I create 20 dime lineups. First thing I do, I sign up for the Levitard League, create my lineup off the game that I think is going to be the best. Usually, you know, quarterback, I like to double stack, although sometimes that's where it comes back. I could maybe have cashed more this year if I didn't wasn't so hard on just double stacking. Um, but I just I like to double stack because when you're double stack and you're successful, you get right. I've cashed four times this year, maybe five times this year. But again, I'm started the year with $20 up to 170 now cuz when i cash i really cash so i do that lineup first and then i just pick a couple games run 20 different lineups in a dime game another $2 down and then maybe if i'm still feeling like i've got a couple lineups that i want to get in i maybe pick another dollar or some quarter games keep it nice and cheap and then sunday morning I look back over my Levitard show league, make any adjustments and any things that as I've been feeling it out, making these different lineups that I think, you know what? I liked this from that lineup. I think I'd like to try to work this player in. <clears throat> so I just, I'm a, I tinker, right? But the big thing is game script, right? So what are the games? Nathan Minima is right. I already let it slip. Chargers, Raiders. Uh, I mean, I I also have an aversion to going back to the well right away, but oh, that Chargers Raiders is really tempting folks to go back to. Um, again, you can still get a nice lineup going Herber, even though he's expensive, but you can get an even better lineup going Carr. Even sometimes what's nice, right? You got to think how to be different, right? Maybe you play Carr, but you stack chargers receivers and you don't play Adams and you get a mix, right? And you hope it works out, right? Um, so I'm looking at that game. And again, Josh Jacobs, he still isn't that expensive. And the chargers get gashed on the run. Like everybody just smashes them on the run. Uh, other potential games, Jets versus Vikings. Kirk Cousins is dirt cheap. Uh, Jefferson, not, but right. Cousins is very cheap and could be a surprise one. Jags, Lions, that's a nice little Lions, Jags. They're, they're playing close games, right? Two close teams that play competitive games. Great opportunity for a shout, for a shootout when you get the two types of those teams together and their players will be cheap, Right which allows you to put in those cheap players and then go and get the big players, right? You pay the big money for the big players, not just because they're the ones who are more likely to have the breakout day, but because if they have a bad day, it does not hurt you as much. But if they have a really bad day, then it, it does really hurt you, right? But you're paying for their floor, which is usually higher than everybody else. So if you hit with the lower guys and your good guys, all right, you get those other guys, If they even if they have just a good day or okay okay day right Devonte adams only had 14 points not good for what you're paying for him right but 
guess what? Second place with paying that much money for Devonte Adams for $14. Because again, I had Josh Jacobs. And for some reason, only 2% of the people played him. But anyway, little bragging. Chiefs Bengals, another game. Dolphins Niners. Although, look, Dolphins Niners, what type of game is that going to be? Is that going to be the game where two higher level teams rise up and back and forth shootout? Or is that going to be a game where it's like, we know what you do, right? And a grind it out. We both know what each other do. It's hard. It's difficult. Still tight, close, competitive, but low scoring because, you know, you come from my tree and I I, I have an idea of what you do and you know what I do because I worked for you, right? What kind of game is that going to be? I don't know. Um, And then I was Packers versus Bears. But then I heard Aaron Rodgers is still going to play. Totally washed, right? Jordan Love coming in six and nine, dropping like 113 yards, one touchdown. And you're going to run back Aaron Rodgers, who's injured. Like, sorry. the if And also Fields. Fields has to play for that game to be something that I would target. If Fields not playing, I don't want any of Bears Packers because I don't see the potential for a back and forth. You got to have fields in that game if you want to target that game. But uh, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, I do have a little uh, Aaron Rodgers impersonation that I've got here. So I call this Aaron Rodgers in the locker room around the holidays. Mm, Here we go. Hey. Come over here. Shut the door. Hey, man. You believe in reindeers? You you should do some research on that. Like, where did you hear about reindeers? Santa, right? Santa's not real. So reindeers aren't real, bro. Look it up. Have you ever seen a reindeer in person? Have you? You have. Well... Dude, they're totally, if you saw it, someone was just putting a costume over um, a deer. Reindeers aren't real, bro. Like, look at the photos. They look totally fake. Do you see any reindeers with a red nose? No. Right? They're not real. You should do your own research, okay? You think elves are real? You think Santa's real? Reindeers aren't real, bro. Go. I mean, I'm not telling you what to think, but... You should really just look into that and go and do your own research. And that's my Aaron Rodgers limited fake around the holidays. And you know what, folks? We've also got a little bit of word on the street for you. This is the beginning. For too long, these overseers have shunned us to the back burner of our society. What? The ones who have given themselves the divine right to rule without our consent. Why? Well, they expect us to idly watch like sheep. How? Not causing any trouble and letting them do as they please. Well, I say no more. Symbols! For too long, we have watched our families and kindred be pulled down by their power with an excuse to turn us against one another for their own well-being. Base! For too long, they have fed themselves while we laid here and starved. Little did they know they were feeding the fire that burns in our hearts today. As we stand here, unmoved and unwilling to compromise. Today, we take our stand for justice, for fairness, and for equality to all. Today, we fight for freedom. Now who's with me? Drop that beat!
This word on the street comes from uh, Billy Rivers 311. And he says, I love Ron McGill, but his weekly segment was so much better with the caller questions. Without them, it's gotten incredibly redundant. I love how passionate he is about animal conservation, but the show is doing nothing to make the segment as fun as it used to be. All hang up and listen. Hmm. Thank you, Billy Rivers. Again, this comes from the free Levitard Show Reddit, a Reddit that was spawned from the main show Reddit because they felt that the mods were being too draconian and so we sometimes share the word on the street of what they're saying about the show and give you our thoughts do we agree do we disagree well billy rivers tell you what buddy you're in luck i'm gonna actually agree with you on this i will say i think ron mcgill segment is better with callers mixed in because they bring something new right you don't know what a caller is going to say you get new questions you learn something new right dan says uh often when he's on we learn something new each week right i don't think he's been saying that as often because they don't have as many minds coming up with questions asking him that being said i wouldn't go as far as to say it was so much better with the callers i still think the ron mcgill segment is a very funny segment i think they have been doing things to try to make it fun um you know some of the ways that they try to agitate um ron or poke at him i think have been um very fun and funny billy has had some great questions um for Ron, I think I can I can understand the sentiment of feeling like it's gotten a little redundant. I still I wouldn't go as far as to describe it as incredibly redundant. Um, I do hear some of the things that he's saying, and you know, again, I agree. I think that it is better with callers because again, that newness. I'm a I'm a big person on I like newness, right? If you can keep something fresh and new, um, I like it. Okay. So I do agree. I think it is better with callers, but I still, I love Ron McGill. I don't think the quality of that segment has gone down a lot where um, I would feel not entertained by it. I still think it's a great segment and I am looking forward to seeing his show that they described when I go to Moss and who knows, I might since we've got our 50 plus subscribers go live from my phone and give people a little taste of what Moss Miami is like live on the Fan Levitard Show YouTube channel, the fastest growing Dan Levitard Show fan YouTube channel. That's right, folks. Rate, subscribe. Thank you for coming along with me on this journey. That's it. I'm done. I probably talked way too long about DFS, but you know what? You win. You turn $3 into 150 bucks, and you start cycling through and you just got a lot of things to talk about get on that dfs train folks and subscribe rate review comment like sign up for notifications do all that stuff and ice those balls christian don't test me oh wait Last time we teased a new segment, I almost forgot. Is the Levitard Show actively trying to sabotage a long-running segment?
But we don't have time. Sorry, folks. I talk too much daily fantasy. I guess you'll have to tune in next time for Only Debts in the Clevelander.